You are now tuned in to the Dimensions of Success podcast, where we define success and we don't let success define us. Hello, everyone. If you are returning, welcome back, beloved. And if you are new here, get off the train, sis. This is your destination. Subscribe right now. In today's episode, we will be talking with Christine McInnes. Christine is a native of Headingley, which is right outside of Winnipeg. She is currently a resident of Canada. Today's episode, we will explore Christine's journey into reflexology, what she deems as success on behalf of her children, and the safe space she created for creators. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome, Christine. Kudos to you for getting started so early in another time zone. You got your coffee? I do, right next to me. My kids woke me up at, I don't know, seven, so. My daughter woke me up at six, and she is still up, and Bubble Guppies (laughs) is to the rescue, and I'm not feeling guilty about it. Oh, thank goodness for Bubble Guppies. (laughs) Thank goodness for Bubble Guppies. (laughs) I think we would be doing the listeners a disservice if we don't tell how we actually met. Of course. (laughs) Do you mind sharing how we met each other? So we were online on, um, was it the Mummet board? Yes, it it was was the Mummet board on Reddit. Yes. So it was interesting because another parent had posted I guess her ideal, her ideal schedule or her ideal like life set up for work-life balance. And I remember sitting there and reading through it and I'm like, that is my schedule almost to the minute. I think the only difference was I picked my kids up from school half an hour later than in her dream plan. Um, so I just felt like I wanted to comment to, I guess, let people know that that it's possible, it's been done. Um, It's not necessarily easy, but um, I would love to, it's pretty great. So I would love to support others in any way I can in encouraging them or or helping them make changes for for better work-life balance. Well, I definitely was glad that you commented. (laughs) I wasn't on there poaching, I swear. I'm actually, I've been a member of uh, that particular Reddit community since I had my daughter. And it was because of some of the things that they discussed, like that mom guilt that you have from not being able to be with your children. And I'm, I'm, I'm active duty military. So my hours are all over the place. Um, I, so I really understood and I could relate to what she said about, you know, I'm not there until they get put in bed. And your comment prompted me to say something because it was different from the others as far as the encouragement of, hey, that is possible. That schedule that you want, it is possible and I am doing it. So I also just thought to myself, like, this would be great for an episode because it highlighted how we feel a lot of success from our kids mm-hmm. and the involvement that we have with them. And, and you've been able to create that. Um, and that's what you said in your post. So I really wanted to talk about how, you know, success 
uh, from that we feel from our kids and their fulfillment and having that time with them in our lives and just being able to look at a different outlook of how you've actually achieved that. Mm -hmm. So I am so ready to hear about how you made that transition from um, your job that you were at to where you are now, because it seems like that that wanting to be with your kids to have that success prompted that career change. Oh, definitely. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't until I was pregnant that I really, it kind of hit home. Um, because here it's quite hard to get into a daycare. So I started looking at daycares as soon as I was pregnant and I started looking at the time I would have to drop my kids off to get to work on time. And my job wasn't, wasn't crazy long hours or, or anything. It was just a 40 hour work week. Um, so pretty standard, but it would result in me having to drop my kids off at daycare at 7:30 in the morning and I wouldn't be picking them up till six. Um, and that was just going to leave me with so little time to spend with them and talking to other parents who had that schedule, their, their time with their kids wasn't even quality time because it was filled up with the breakfast and the lunch making yes. and getting them dressed and then picking them up and getting them ready for bed and making sure they have dinner and so the weekends they had but the weekdays were were kind of a bit of a write-off um, when it came to having chances to connect with your your kids at least in the way that I I envisioned myself as a parent um, so that was a little bit of a I just felt very conflicted about, about it. So I started talking with my husband about it and he, he was supportive of a career change. Um, and then it was just brainstorming, well, what job can I do that's going to allow me to have more flexibility? Um, also, my husband works a job that he has less flexibility. So you know, I wanted to be able to be there for the sports practices, you know, if they have a day sick that they need to come home from school or, um, you know, the things that come up. Um, so I had a short list of a few different ideas, but for me, my passion was in um, helping and supporting others with their health if, um, if I could make a career out of it. And I had a bit of a background in reflexology therapy to begin with. So I, I did my due diligence. I started by interviewing other people who did this as a job. And um, a lot of people did it part-time, but there were a few who did it full-time. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. I can be that one doing it full-time um, and having this, this um kind of control over, over my career and my time. So I started my education while I was pregnant and I had a number of things that allowed me to do this um, as well. So one of the big factors was where I am, I get 12 months of maternity leave. Wow. Um, paid at about 65% of my past salary. Um, just yeah that's just the setup here in Canada okay so that was a big factor in having the freedom to pursue this um 
I gave myself that 12 month period to finish up my, my practicum and my education and start building um, a client base or finding a job at a clinic. Um, and if I was making money by the end of those 12 months, then I, I didn't need to go back to my job. Um, and I had up until the end of that 12 months to tell my job whether I was coming back or not. Um, <clears throat> so I just fully recognize that I had a lot of privilege in that situation to be able to do that with a good, a good safety net. And I think that is definitely a huge factor in whether there's, there's so much uh, buzz around entrepreneurship now mm -hmm. and the different ways that people are, you know, work for yourself, start your own business. You can make your own money, but it has to be talked about. Just like you just mentioned, the different advantages mm -hmm. that people are starting from mm -hmm. that 12 month maternity leave, as you know, in the U S it does not happen. Oh, no. um, moms are not as supported in that way. Uh, there are programs that help you do certain things, but there is no 12 month maternity leave. Um, are also even just the support, the supportive partner that you had. Uh, that was probably another factor that allowed mm -hmm. you to make that move and that decision on behalf of your child. Um, so just the people that we decide to have in our lives are a big part of, you know, the decisions that we make as far as making those changes and being successful in our own ways. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I definitely wanted to acknowledge that that there were external factors that helped this be a possibility. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, Cause that, that took a lot of the pressure and the fear out of the situation because I knew I had a fallback and I was going to have those 12 months regardless of whether I was going back to my um, office administration job or not. Um, so um, yeah, that was, that was definitely a factor. I mean, it definitely doesn't mean that you can't do it without that, but right. it's just going to be harder. Right. Um, it definitely was a factor, but it doesn't change that you did it because mm -hmm. without you having the willpower and having a plan, I mean, you, you had a plan. You said within this 12 months, if I'm not making some money and you didn't say making a ton of money but I'm not making some money mm -hmm. then I, I have the option to go back so it's definitely those external factors helped but it was you who ultimately made it happen for you and your mm -hmm. family yeah and um and those first couple years with young kids I didn't make the same salary that I was making at my old job I am now my youngest is two but those early years were hard. Um, and that was another case where I had to look at and I had to be like from my own kind of mental health and sanity and um, childcare was a struggle as well, um, both from finding it, but also from me like feeling okay, kind of yes. putting young children in childcare. I, I had, um, yeah, I had a bit of a journey with postpartum anxiety through that. So I was making enough money to know that it was a viable business, basically, but not necessarily putting the effort in to make it a full-time income at that early stage. 
Um, but I was making enough that we were making ends meet and, um, and that it was going to continue as a career. And when I had um, more personal and childcare resources, um, I felt fairly confident I could scale it up. Um, I also experimented with different setups, like working in a clinic where I was getting paid a percentage of the income um, or renting a room at various places. So there's a bit of experimentation there as far as figuring out what was going to work for me and allow me to both be successful in my business um, and make a good percentage of income off of what I was charging. So it didn't happen right away as well. And you were able to scale it to fit your needs at the time. I think that's mm -hmm. um, important to be able to manage, as you said, the, the postpartum anxiety and uh, your mental health. That, that always, for some reason, seems to take the back seat when we are trying to accomplish things because I feel that um, we try so much to just push through and push mm -hmm. through and push through and push forward. And so much gets lost in the push through and the push forward. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if, if I think uh, being able to take that time and recognize where you are with yourself is a level of success because everything around us tell everything around us tells us that we should constantly be busy. Exactly. And especially in the world of entrepreneurship, the hustle oh, culture yes. is real. The and, hustle culture is taking over. <laughs> and that has been a journey for me as well in thinking, okay, I just need to work late into the evening every night and I'll be more successful. Um, and it's the opposite. I have found now that I've been doing this for um, five years now, it's when I take a step back, take that hour to like go do yoga, have a bath, um, that any sort of ideas or, you know, a marketing push will just take a couple seconds as opposed to a few hours. Um, it'll just kind of flow. And I'll find it's often when I've turned off my phone, I've stepped away from my computer, I'll, I'll get a bunch of new bookings coming in. Um, so it's, that hustle, you know, I think people can, can see that in the messages you're putting out that you, you aren't happy and you are, you do have a level of stress. Um, and at least in the wellness sphere, um, it's, I think people, people notice that and they'll, they'll move away from that. So when you take care of yourself, you, you can attract more success in that way. I mean, obviously you're still putting the work in, you're still, scheduling your time to to do your marketing and your accounting and all of those things but um but you're taking care of yourself first yeah. yeah yeah the hustle doesn't i found does not result in in a fuller schedule or more income for me at least i totally agree i went through a period of time with my schedule of being active active duty uh, my hours change all the time and mm -hmm. I've I wanted a YouTube initially um but I am such a overthinker as we have already talked about and a semi-perfectionist which neither are good mm -hmm. for your health that I was, I was like I have to learn all these editing softwares and I need to be able to make this type of thumbnail I need to be able to 
I was mentally putting myself in a position not even to start, you know, worrying so much on just the details. And really, I think I was more worried because maybe YouTube just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like this maybe this will be my platform that I will excel on because this is what I'm good at talking to people, relating to people, having real conversations and being able to relate on a level that's not just surface level. That's what I'm good at. But mm-hmm. I was putting so much pressure on myself to do YouTube because YouTube is what's, you know, making money, put out content, put out content, put out content. And people just get lost in that put out something trap. Um, But I think. Yeah. Just forcing yourself to put something out there. It'll be a disservice if it's not coming from your heart and it's not coming from a place of flow. Um, So. Was it hard for you to um, just get that start? Um, well, there was definitely periods where it wasn't growing as fast as I wanted. Okay. And then the self-doubt talk comes in. Uh-uh. Um, so that's hard. Um, now I am a fairly determined person and I'm pretty good at seeing the long game. So that was a big part of it. And Um, The most important thing is when you're trying to start a new venture or you're trying to build um, something, whether it be a podcast, a wellness business, anything, is to know your why. Um, Be clear on your why, put it somewhere. So whenever you're feeling a little um, discouraged, you can look at that and be like, this is why I'm putting in the work. This is why I am you know, continuing on this path. Um, and for me, that's what what really helped me um, was focusing on, on wanting to, you know, I pick my kid up from school every day and it's a magical time. And that was part of my why. And um, yeah, that, that helped keep me going for sure. I love that. Knowing your why, we actually, I'm actually an instructor in the air force so we actually teach that um as one of our primary concepts as to um so let me let me back up and give a little bit of background Mm -hmm. i am an instructor for new sergeants in the air force so for a period of time you are at the rank of airman and you are not in a supervisory role when you make sergeant that is when you are now able to supervise and you're basically responsible for others outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. You are assigned airmen that are your responsibility to mentor, um, excel, help them excel, help guide their careers and you're their resource. So when anything happens, they go to you first and then you have a chain above you that you use as a resource, but you're their first line. So when they come to our school as sergeants, we they they've been in for a while it takes a minute to get to this rank and sometimes they are burnt out sometimes they've had bad experiences sometimes they'd have they've had not so good leadership and my job is to remind them why they joined remind them why they're still there uh, to help them get back into the mindset that's going to help them encourage these new airmen that they have under them to be the best that they can be and so 
the first thing we remind them of is their why mm. and what drives them to keep doing this and keep putting on that uniform every day because it's a hard thing to do. Um, and I'm sure that your experience, just wanting that time with your kids is what was your why. And for them, it's it's being able, some of them, it's being able to provide. Some of them is they actually love it, but they're just tired. Um, and the constant moving and things of that nature. But I definitely love that you said that because it makes me feel like sometimes we feel like we're so different, but everyone is really alike. Mm -hmm. So much, so much. Yeah. Now you mentioned, um, reflexology. I'm not going to tell you a fib. I'm being a little transparent. I had to Google it <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> to see what it was about. And because I want to be, I, I do not want to be asking questions and she's think this girl is an idiot. Um, so ma'am, I would love if you would explain what your career field entails. Okay. So the brief um, definition of reflexology is it's the theory that you have points on your feet, hands, and head that relate to the structures, organs, and glands of the body. Um, and that through stimulating these points, we can uh, release stress, decrease tension, and increase circulation in the body. So it is definitely not as well known in North America. Um, most of my experience and training actually comes from the UK. Um, it's a bit more well known in Europe. And um, it's definitely growing here and starting to become more well recognized. Um, but basically, um, I'm seeing people, I specifically focus on reproductive health. Um, so people who deal with chronic pain from their periods, endometriosis, issues from PCOS, or hormonal migraines. That's kind of my, my focus area. And I've found that um, some of the techniques I've learned have like real effects on people. Um, so from that regard, it's an incredibly rewarding career because I can often see the results after, you know, one, two, three treatments. Um, yeah, so it's definitely, it's a, it's a complementary therapy. So it's definitely not meant to replace your medical provider, but I find it's a very effective um, form of support, at least in the areas where, where I work. Um, and yeah. Sorry, did I answer that question? Yes. Yes, you definitely <laughs> answered the question. So what are some of the services you offer? Um, I actually have many of my associates and counterparts that are dealing with uh, PCOS right now. Also the endometriosis. Endometriosis is so um, not talked about as much in the public. I didn't know much about it until uh, a friend of mine actually shared her issues with fertility re relating to endometriosis. Mm -hmm. um, so I, um, I think that there are lots of 
uh, areas that are highlighted on social media, um, but there are some that don't get as much attention. And I think that your field brings awareness to those areas that kind of get left in the background because they're not so commonly talk about, talked about. So as of recently, I think PCOS and endometriosis, because more people have been vocal about actually dealing with um, symptoms and things that affect them overall, Um, it's become a little bit more, it's, it's making people become a little bit more aware, Mm -hmm. but then, um, what you just talked about, I didn't even know that there was a complimentary, uh, complimentary way that you could help deal with these things. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people would be interested in knowing what services that you offer and where they can find you as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I just want to like, say like, despite not being talked about, these are incredibly common. Um, the statistics say that, um, around 25% of women may suffer from PCOS and that one in 10 have endometriosis and, um, endometriosis can leave people in chronic pain and just, it can, it can prevent them from rising and glowing and achieving their goals. So um, I try to help with, with that when I can. So I, I'm specifically trained in um, a modality, a submodality of reflexology called reproflexology. So it combines reflexology on the feet um, with, alongside some health and nutrition coaching. Um, and as well, I help support and instruct clients in charting their cycle. So helping to understand how their body's working, when they're ovulating, whether they're having, you know, healthy periods or not. A lot of people live in pain and they just think that's the way they're supposed to be. Um, yes. So even just helping to educate people that you don't have to be in pain. Um and ideally you're not in pain and that there are things that you can do to help. So we take a very holistic approach to supporting people with that. Um, and in addition to, to that, I mean, of course, I also do the standard foot reflexology just for general stress tension relief. And I do facial reflexology, um, which is a therapy that is just intensely relaxing if you have trouble switching off your your nervous system and your monkey brain um facial reflexology um is is amazing for that most of my clients who have trouble relaxing will fall asleep um and often be snoring partway through the treatment um and it also gives me an opportunity to work on some things like sinus issues, headaches, jaw pain um, through that as well. So, so you, those are my I, main areas. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. So you, you actually affect a lot of different areas uh, with your field. And I'm... I'm so intrigued because I feel like this is another one of those things that was under a rock. And now I'm like, <laughs> you're like, I feel like, um, is it Patrick? You know how he lives under that rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, whenever I find something that I didn't know anything about, I'm just like, this is so wonderful. I'm finding 
Mm-hmm. Oh, just it's something that was just hidden right in plain sight. It's you know. so fun. And I know it's a little, um, it's a little out there as far as like the theory and how it all works. But I mean, I get text messages almost once a month from a client saying that they got surprised by their period because they didn't have any cramps leading up to it. Um, which I always love getting those. They're funny. <laughs> a few outfits ruined, but um, a few outfits ruined. I think but, the few outfits ruined is a necessary price to pay to not have that chronic pain. So I, that is awesome. Oh, I know we don't have to live in pain. I mean, at least I've seen it happen time and time again. So, yeah. I just want to conclude this interview with asking out of that journey and everything you shared today about your kids, yourself, your life, um, what elements of that made you feel the most successful? Because you've already hinted to that at first you weren't making a lot of money, so it wasn't about the money. Um, What do you feel made you feel successful at the end of this journey? Mm -hmm. Well, it's not the end because you're still going. Yeah. Um, you're still prospering, you're still providing these services and you know, being who you are. I'm just glad to have you. So I'm not I'm I'm yeah. buttering you up a little bit. <laughs> so. Oh, you're lovely. <laughs> um yeah, so I think there's two things. Um it's most particularly in the last like six months where I've gone from feeling like I'm on a journey to being like, hey, I am, I am actually really successful where I am. Um, one milestone for me was when my income met that of what I was making at my previous job. So I work 28 hours a week. I have this incredibly flexible schedule. And um, it was in, I think, May that my income reached the point where it was my, my take home pay was equal to what I was making in my last job. So I just felt that was an accomplishment because I, I kind of did it. That was my goal to have a flexible career, but not sacrifice on, you know, kind of the income from what I had before. So not that I was making like a ton of money. It was just a normal average job, but, um, but now I'm, I'm at that same point financially with, dramatically less impact on my life um, from a a time constraint. And then the other moment that helps me feel successful, it's, it's that micro thing, but when I pick my kid up from school and we have that five minutes of walking home, I would not have had that any other way. Um, His school ends at three o'clock and it's just such a magical time. And I'm just so grateful all the time that I, I have my life set up in a way that I get that. Um, and yeah, that opportunity definitely makes me feel like I've succeeded at something. So. Christine, you have made a successful life and um, this business for yourself. You've gotten your schedule to a place where it's flexible and it works for you and now you're you're you freed yourself up a little bit to work on other things so would you like to share your project that you told me a little bit about 
Yeah. So I found in the last uh, six months to a year, I had a lot of colleagues coming to me and basically asking like, how did you do it? Um, how did you find your way to where you are now? Because it's not that common in, in our career to, to do it full time and, and, and yeah, kind of managed to make it your, your living. Um, mostly because reflexology therapists aren't necessarily having a back, a business background. Um, so I was sending people a lot of the resources that helped me, which were mostly free and accessible or advice from other people who had better business backgrounds. Um, so I decided, uh, just about a month ago to start up a Facebook group where when people felt this need for, for resources or support, or even just that encouragement to remember your why or remember why what you're doing is valuable. It's a place to come and, and have that. So it's just a Facebook group. Um, it's called The Clearing, a place for healers, makers, and guides to come together. So it's targeted towards um, kind of the solo solo entrepreneurs that are kind of small, still starting out, um, and, you know, no one there is necessarily an expert, but we've all found our ways into the sphere of trying to make a business that works with our lives. So it's a place for us to lift each other up and share the resources that helped us. So you created a place for the hustlers to have a little bit of guidance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excuse and, me. <laughs> and I am definitely not a business expert, but I just know what's helped me. And it seems, yeah. And it's, I just wanted to have a place to kind of share that and also just be the, like, you go girl, you know, you're, you're doing it, you know, you might be in a low moment, but what you're putting out is awesome. You know, if someone's a maker, they can post what they're making there and have, you know, a bunch of comments on how beautiful it is because sometimes you need that. I Um, am all for the, you go girl. Yeah. I am all for the you go girl. So I think that it's amazing that you are trying to bring something back to others by creating this place Mm -hmm. for them to be able to have resources and share because it's so hard to venture. I found you on Reddit, but (laughs) it's so hard to uh, venture out with your, your business or your endeavors. It seems um, that your people always feel like it's a sales pitch. You know, that you're trying to sell them something every time you open your mouth. Um, So having a place where you all have a common goal and you can help each other, I think that's a great idea. And that was a big reason why I wanted to create my own group um, or just a separate group, because I was a part of all of these networking and business support groups, but they were all run by a business coach, which is wonderful. They're giving a lot of good info that way. But I always felt a little awkward asking for deeper advice because yes. it would lead to them wanting you to sign up with them as a yes. client. So I'm definitely not a business coach. There is no commercial um, venture associated with this group. Um, it's, it's purely just peer support. And also, too, outside of them wanting you to sign up for something, there would be lots of limitations on what you could and could not share with your um, 
with your business or endeavors, but they could mm -hmm. post whatever to promote theirs. Exactly. So, uh, but if, um, but if you posted something that didn't have the right link or you're, you're promoting yourself too much, you know, it's removed. And I think that uh, if your source of creating the community is basically for your own private gain, then you shouldn't be posturing it as it's a way to help other people. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely um, glad to share the link to your group. It will be in the notes of this podcast, along with your Instagram at willow underscore therapies mm -hmm. and your website, www.willowtherapies.ca. And I'm so glad you were able to join me for this episode. And, you know, go girl, you did it. You, um, were able to be an inspiration to women on that Reddit post, but to me and hopefully the listeners on this podcast yeah. as well. So thank you for joining. Thank you. I'm so glad you have a podcast celebrating just the differences of success and how we can all come together through recognizing that doesn't always look the same. That it doesn't always yeah. look the same and that we're all pretty much together trying to do the same things. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the last segment of the day, which is the word of the day, y'all. Mm. I can't sing, but I tried for y'all. Word of the day. So the word of today is attainment, A-T-T-A-I-N-M-E-N-T, -T -T, the action or fact of achieving a goal toward which one has worked. Christine attained the goal of working a schedule that fit her family by persevering and utilizing her resources. That is it for today's show. I can't wait to see you all next week, and I hope you have a great Sunday. Okay, great Sunday.